The ESPN San Antonio Audio Vault is powered by AA Best Bail Bonds. 210-225-2121. Or online at mybestbailbonds.com. Down for the count with Brandon Medina and Dan Cialana. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, kids of all ages. ESPN San Antonio proudly brings to you the best show in the world. This is Down for the Count. I'm your man, Brandon Big Poppy Medina, with my main man, Dangerous Dancy Alana. What a special show we got, brother. You know, I feel so special tonight because, oh my God, Brandon, can you believe only one more sleep, only one more sleep, and 2020 is over. I know I know. time is symbolic and it's, it's a uh, man-made construct like gender, but listen, I'm glad. I'm glad 2020 is going to be over, and, and I take comfort, Brandon. I take so much comfort, and I hope you do as well. I take comfort in believing that things will be better a year from now. Even though I know it's not true, I take comfort in pretending that life will be better in 2021. How about that? I'm excited, man. I think 2020 <laughs> has been a whirlwind of a year for both of us, as well as wrestling. Oh my and God. it just did not stop, man. I mean, obviously, we got to talk about the the – sad passing of Brody Lee, Jonathan Huber. Yeah. What did you think about this, Dan? What were the first initial reactions? Man, I was just shocked, you know, last Saturday night reading that, you know, just, I mean, I, I had no idea that he was even sick. They kept it pretty uh, private, which is, of course, uh, the family's right to do so. Uh, his wife said that he passed away of a non-COVID-related lung issue, and it just seemed like he from what I can tell, he had a minor injury and then kind of the doctors just found this other uh, more uh, dire situation, ended up at the Mayo Clinic and then passed away at age 41. Definitely a tragic way to end 2020. Uh, Brody Lee, uh, as he was in AEW, many fans of wrestling may remember him as Luke Harper, as part of the Wyatt family in WWE. By all accounts, from everybody, from different companies, different wrestlers, people work for him, a great guy, a great husband, a great... Uh, dad it's just so sad to see yeah it really is and not only was he an incredible human being obviously like we saw but so creative dan and also was having a resurgence of of a creative career at AEW, and it's so sad to see him go so soon when he was just taking off really in his second breath in, in wrestling it's true so uh you know god bless him and his family Jonathan Huber, Brody Lee, Luke Harper, whatever you want to call him. Uh, just uh, rest, in, rest in peace, sir. Yeah, absolutely. But to, you know, more happy memories of the show, obviously, we're going to be going through our favorite interviews from our favorite people. And that all starts with the Spanish god, Dancy Alana, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, this was fun. You know, uh, this is back in September, uh, right before he was about to fight Matt Hardy in that fateful match where, as you remember, Brandon, Matt Hardy actually got, uh, you know, almost died. (laughs) He got a concussion. He took a sick bump, you know, through a table. Uh, But it was really fun talking to Sammy Guevara, a a fun guy, you know, kind of like one of these kind of like he's heelish, but he's kind of like tongue in cheek heelish. He knows. You know, he doesn't take himself too seriously. It was a lot of fun talking to Sammy Guevara. This is from September 3rd. It is down for the count, your ESPN San Antonio wrestling show. I am Dangerous Dan Cialana. 
I think I'm on the line right now with someone even more dangerous than me. I'm pretty sure he is a Spanish god, Sammy Guevara. How you doing today, sir? Man, I'm doing great. And uh, you're right, much more dangerous, especially if there's chairs around, tables. Um, I'm a Spanish god, but also now I'm the king of the tables match. That's what I hear. And, and let's talk about this match this Saturday, all out on pay-per-view, all elite wrestling. Uh, you seem like you basically want to murder Matt Hardy. What did Matt Hardy do to you? How did Matt Hardy hurt you, Sammy Guevara? I mean, ever since he's gotten here, I mean, he hit me with a golf cart. Who does that? I mean, he, he came here saying he wanted to, to help the young guys. And what does he do? The, the brightest and, and probably the, the best young guy that we have here in AEW hits him with a golf cart. Who does that? Well, Matt Hardy does that. I mean, when you got hit with a golf cart, was it more like you were physically hurt or were you kind of more hurt in your heart to be hit by the golf cart with Matt Hardy? Um, definitely more physically. Uh, my wrist uh it took like two months for me to be able to bend my wrist correctly. Um, I still have, you know, PTSD nightmares from the whole experience, um, you know, and, and now I'm, lo I'm looking forward to Saturday and just getting rid of this guy, getting him out of my head, getting him out of my company. And, and let me specify my company, right? Emphasis on that. That's right. Mr. AEW here. Oh, you're a company. I see how it goes. Okay, so, I mean, you and Matt Hardy, in the build-up to this match on Saturday, you guys have kind of almost killed each other already. You hit the guy in the face with a chair. He was bleeding. He made you bleed, uh, you know, last time you guys were in the ring together. Are you guys even going to make it to this Saturday, or are you guys going to try to murder each other even before this weekend's pay-per-view? Uh, you know, if, if he's lucky, um, if he's lucky, then he'll stay away from me until Saturday. But um, either way, I think this is this is going to be the end for him. You know, he gave me a scar. I gave him a scar. We'll never forget this rivalry. Um, a, a lot of people are saying this is the rivalry of 2020. And, it, and when you really look at it, this has gone back all the way back to when he debuted back in March uh, of this year. So for March all the way to now we're here in September and we're still doing this damn thing. Um, definitely, I think the rivalry of 2020 for sure. Now, Sammy, I know that your on-screen relationship with Matt Hardy hasn't been very good in the last uh, few months, but backstage, aside from this uh, unfortunate situation, do you have respect for Matt Hardy kind of uh, outside of your rivalry? And if so, why? I mean, it, I, I'd be a liar if I said, you know, I didn't have respect for him. He, he's helped change the game for sure. Um, you know, I grew up watching the guy and emulating his moves in my backyard with my friends. And, uh, you know, we put each other through makeshift tables pretending to, to be Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy. And, uh, but, you know, the thing is, though, this isn't then. This isn't 2000s. This isn't the 1990s. This is, this is 2020, you know, and uh, I'm not a kid anymore. And so uh, I do have a lot of respect for him for what he's done. But uh, the future, the present is Sammy Guevara. Now, so if Matt Hardy loses this match this Saturday, Matt Hardy is going to have to leave AEW, which you refer to as your AEW. All right. So is it going to kind of hurt you a little bit if you have to put someone down, kind of like putting down an old yeller, old dog, somebody that you looked up to? Is it going to hurt your heart when you actually have to end the career of Matt Hardy? No, I think I'm doing him a favor, honestly. Um, I'm, ju I'm just too young. I'm too quick. And, uh, you know, wrestling's evolved. He's, he's great at what he does, but go enjoy retirement. Go be a family man. Go hang out with your brother. Go be a Hall of Famer. Just, just get the hell away from me. That's all I'm saying. Just get away from me. This Saturday, when you're fighting Matt Hardy, 
Uh, give us a little preview if you can. We won't tell anybody just between you and I and the listeners. Do you have any specific yeah. plans of specific disgusting violence that you're going to inflict on Matt Hardy to make him cry? I want to see him actually cry tears. I, I do too. And see, that's you and me. We're, uh, we're on the same page there. What can you expect? I mean, when you look at everything we've done, there actually was a little promo package they posted and we've done so much to each other. But um, so just look back at all the stuff we've done, golf carts, chairs, tables, ladders, all sorts of stuff we've done to each other. But I guarantee you this match at all out is what is by far going to be the craziest match anybody's ever seen. Can you offer a preemptive apology to all the Matt Hardy fans who grew up with Matt Hardy for what you're about to do to him this Saturday? 100%. <clears throat> Hello, uh, dear Matt Hardy fans. Uh, I just want to say that I'm sorry. Um, you know, I was one to you. I was one to Matt Hardy fans. But you have to understand that he's the past, right? And, and we like to have nostalgia and we, we like to glorify nostalgia. And that's what he is. You know, he, 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 he brings us back to a time when things were simpler in our lives. But understand that things are not that anymore. This is 2020. Matt Hardy's done. He's the past. Sammy Guevara's the now, the future, the forever. So if you like, if you like Matt Hardy in AEW, I'm sorry, but he's going to be gone after Saturday. And then guess what, though? It's okay because there's going to be a, guy, a great guy great looking guy named Sammy the Spanish God Guevara so you can go and jump on the bandwagon too and uh, don't worry there's going to be a lot more people joining this team this uh this Guevara gang here and there's a lot of room for all you Matt facts Matt fans for you all right Sammy Guevara we're looking forward to your match with Matt Hardy and all the other matches this Saturday AEW all out on pay-per-view thank you so much for joining us on ESPN San Antonio down for the count uh, thank you, man. Uh, the pleasure is always yours, of course. And uh, yeah, make sure to tune in to watch me kill it as always. Yeah. This is my moment to shine. This is my time for flight. I've been grinding forever just for this very night. Sammy Guevara giving like us one of our favorite memorable interviews that Dan Cialana, just a Hall of Fame interviewer over here, uh, bringing us oh, the shucks. best of the best. Ah, oh, shucks, Brandon. <laughs> but one that we did get to do that was also a, a Hall of Fame-esque Dan Cialana showing off his great interview skills was Lacey Evans, Dan. And I feel like you got very excited to talk to a, a woman's woman, right? A person that we look up to as Americans, a veteran, but also a very, a very beautiful woman that made you feel a little nervous, Dan. Would you agree? I think so, but uh, hey, you know, what, what do you expect? It's Lacey Evans, definitely an intimidating presence, but we had fun yeah. talking to her. And we'll hear that interview on the other side of the break. This is your special end of the year. Look back at 2020 for Down for the Count on 1250 ESPN San Antonio, 94.5 FM, and on the go at ESPNSA.com. Down to the Count, your ESPN San Antonio Wrestling Show. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana, here with my tag team partner, Brandon Dick-Pot-Medina. We are both very, very excited that 2020 is almost over. wasn't the greatest year, but it wasn't a complete dumpster fire, Brandon. I, we had some good times, and we're looking back at some of the great people that we got to talk to this year. 
uh, that, man, I, people I never thought I'd ever get the chance to talk to. We've been very blessed here at ESPN San Antonio to be able to talk to some yeah. of these great wrestlers. We really have, Dan. And not only that, we got to talk to complete families almost, Dan. It's a complete wrestling families legacy. We did. We talked to not only Vicky Guerrero, but also the daughter of Eddie and Vicky, Shao Guerrero. We did, we did, and we're gonna talk. To, we're gonna play that interview just a little bit later. So stay tuned for that. But right now, Brandon, are you ready for a sassy Southern Belle? Oh, I'm ready for the sassy Southern Belle herself. <laughs> Absolutely. This is our December third interview with WWE's Lacey Evans. So traditional. I am very, very, very blessed right now to be talking to someone. I hope she doesn't think I'm a nasty person. Lacey Evans, how you doing? Probably better than you, honey. How are you? I'm doing good. Now, we have Tribute to the Troops coming up this Sunday, and what a more appropriate person to talk to than uh, a Marine yourself. Lacey, why does WWE have this such a special relationship with the, the U.S. troops? Um, because, you know, between our, the people at the top, all the way down to our performers, our entertainers, we, you know, respect the military. We're thankful for everything that they go through, everything that they went through, as well as their families. So WWE really tries to give back to them in many ways, um, not only just through the many partnerships that we have, but a special one time a year where we not only just focus on them, but, you know, thank them and try to give them as much as we can and just show them the love that they show America every day. So it's just really cool that even in the times like these, that WWE is continuing to do what they can to give back to our troops. Now, Lacey Evans, how did you decide from going, going from kicking ass in the military to deciding that you want to go kick ass in the WWE? How was that process? Uh, I mean, it was very, very uh, out of the blue and very, uh, it just happened like literally overnight. Um, on active duty, my staff sergeant did what I, you know, thought was backyard wrestling. And my husband, my daughter and I, we just decided that we'd go check it out one Saturday. And I, I mean, I completely, you know, fell in love with it. I was like, you know, I'd like to have a chance to get in the ring, even though I've never been in one and put on a show for these kids that, you know, they don't have very much and their, their parents are at least letting them and trying to take them to these shows on Saturday to watch, you know, these performers. And I wanted a part of it, even if it was only a crowd of 10 people, you know, it's the babies that really got me. It was the young kids that, you know, you could just see it in their eyes. And so I got in the ring the next weekend. I, you know, I got to be part of the show and within two weeks from that moment, WW, I was on WWE's radar as, um, you know, a possibility uh, to come to a tryout. And, I mean, within six months, I was signed with the company. I believe it was roughly six months. Now, were a lot of the ladies in the locker room kind of intimidated by you because you had this, like, badass Marine sort of a background? Were they scared of you? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they were scared, but they were worried about, um, you know, because it's a dangerous profession. You know, what we do is... Uh, you know, anything can happen and you have to be very well trained. And so I think that they, they were scared in the way of you have this, you know, United States Marine that has no idea anything about wrestling sports performing and is about to get in here and get her hands on us. And so they were just kind of more so worried about my lack of training and the fact that I'm coming in hot. And, uh, but, you know, I showed them very quickly that I, I work hard and I'm going to learn how to do this and 
protect everybody the way that I, you know, it was my job to protect those around me while I was active duty. So, uh, they, they, you know, they had their their nerves. <laughs> so one of my favorite Lacey Evans memories is, it seems like such a longer time ago now, but just last year in Saudi Arabia, Crown Jewel, you and Natalia were the first WWE women to ever perform in front of a, a crowd in Saudi Arabia. Like, take us back to that day. What was the feeling going to the ring and knowing that you're about to make history? Oh, it was emotional. You know, as a mother of, of a young lady myself, you know, just knowing the impact that that me and Natalia were going to make on the world, um, that's like history making. And, and and it's one thing to make history, but it's another to make history of these young ladies uh, be able to achieve their, their dreams. And, you know, as a hardworking woman myself who's been in, you know, male dominated, you know, careers, um, pretty much my whole life. I, I, you know, it was the eye opening, like feeling that, look, I'm about to help more women be comfortable chasing careers that were, would never normally be looked at for a female. And, um, so it was just, it was just overwhelming and there's just so much emotion and I just was I was definitely blessed just to be chosen for that part now Lacey Evans we know you got a little bit of a mean streak uh, you know on the air and in the ring but I kind of looking at your social media not a little bit a lot (laughs) I can tell I can tell but you also have (laughs) this soft side and this inspirational side and I see that in your YouTube show American Brain and Bronze so tell me about this project and uh how do you want to use this project to inspire people? Well, you know, um, I love my job. I love WWE. I love what I do. Um, but there's a part of me that, you know, uh, for the longest time um, with WWE, like I am very, I'm a, I have lots of grit. I'm very mean. My job is to go out there and make people hate me, and that's fine. Um, you know, I'll tell them where to shove it also. But it's hard when you know, you have, you have to do this job as, as this bad guy that goes out there and, you know, kick butt and take names and tell the people to kiss my butt at the same time. When deep down, it's like, I've come from a rough upbringing. I know what it feels like to be lost in, you know, as far as your career goals and your between drug addiction and depression and mental health within families and watching my own family fall apart and knowing that I single-handedly not only broke the cycle for my daughter, but I had to make decisions very young on how to continue to stay positive and how to continue to be successful and not just money. I'm talking about successful within mental health and be healthy and happy and learn, unlearn a lot in my life. Uh, I didn't have good role models growing up, so I had to be one myself. I had to recreate myself, and that's where the Marine Corps definitely impacted me the most. Um, but I needed to be able to use my voice um, also while doing my job as an entertainer, but to help those babies out there that needed to hear. You know, it doesn't matter where you come from. It doesn't matter your living conditions or what you're forced to grow up in. You can become anything, and I didn't have that. And so I'm constantly, or the parents, these decisions that, that their babies are having to see uh, that aren't getting the mental health needed, that there's just so many people that need to hear that side of, of things, especially now. So I am slowly but surely figuring out ways that I can continue to use my platform, not only to piss people off, um, didn't do my job, 
but um, also remind them what they're capable of regardless of where they come from. So that's kind of where I'm at right now is trying to juggle both and, and you know, make that impact on both sides of the spectrum. All right, Lacey Evans, we're looking forward to this Sunday on Fox Network, a tribute to the troops. It's been great having you. Thank you for talking to us nasties here at ESPN San Antonio. You're not welcome, honey. <laughs> All right, Brandon. Oh, that was so. That was this month. That was this month, Brandon. I, wow, I know months like are like. like so I know. Ago. I know months, Brandon, are like dog years now, and time is just is just so screwy with all of our trauma. But yeah, that was a great thing to be able to talk to Lacey Evans. Definitely a stand-up person. Definitely someone who I think really wants to be a babyface, wants to be a hero. Yes. In WWE, and kind of just does her job as a heel, kind of like you know following your orders, just like in the Marines, but. I think WWE is really missing out on having Lacey Evans as a real like American hero. Uh, maybe in 2021 we'll see that. I don't know. I think so. I think coming out to Real American, Hulk Hogan's theme would be incredible. I think Lacey <laughs> Evans uh, is honestly, outside of the ring, a true hero. I mean, a true person who encapsulates what the American dream, the American grit, and what type of a, of a person that many other, uh, you know, little girls and other other female wrestlers can look up to and people in general. So that was a great interview, and I, I really appreciate her taking the time out to talk to us. Absolutely. Now, Brandon, are you ready now, after the break, for some Latina heat? Latina heat? Latina heat. You're from San Antonio. You got to love some Latina heat. You got to. You gotta, I mean, you Otherwise, have you'll to, go crazy out from here. From the south side. Yeah. From the, from the yeah, south side. Know, it'll scare down Latina there, heat. you know. Uh, I, I'm more of a, a SeaWorld area guy. Yeah, Listen, yeah. Now I'll just tell it. people where I live. Go ahead. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Give your address, Norm. Go ahead, try to find. Uh, it. But yeah, we have Shao Guerrero. Obviously, we interviewed her mom, Vicky. Of course, me and you have talked about this. If we could create a roundtable of people we could talk to, Eddie Guerrero would have the first seat. So it was incredible to pick her brain about you know her upbringing, as well as her her revitalized wrestling career. I mean, it's going to be an exciting 2021 for Shao Guerrero. We're looking back at our favorite wrestling interviews from 2020. I'm Dan Cialana, Dangerous Dan Cialana, here with my tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. This is your wrestling show, Down for the Count, on 1250 ESPN San Antonio, 94.5 FM, and on the go at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. Shaw Guerrero, coming up next. Not Guerrero, Guerrero. Damn it. Uh, hitting, <laughs> hitting the champagne a little too hard, a little too early. We'll be back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys, kids, children of all ages, all wrestling fans all over the area of San Antonio. This is Down for the Count, and now it is time to transition to another incredible interview we had, Dan. We had Shao Guerrero, a legacy wrestler, Vicky and Eddie's daughter, come on the show to talk to her, talk to us about her upbringing as well as her revitalized wrestling career. You know, Brandon, uh, this is one of those interviews where I was like, man, the interview went by so quick. And usually a little bit behind the scenes, I usually like quick interviews because I'm always afraid, like my insecurity, I'm always afraid I'm going to run out of stuff to say. (laughs) And I'm going to just be like, uh, hey, so, uh, I, uh, 
who's your favorite wrestler? <laughs> hey, uh, you know, so, um, um, yeah. So, uh, anyway, um, yeah. So no, it was cool. We talked for about 10 minutes and she was really cool. She was really, uh, fun, friendly and everything. Got to bring her back. Definitely sometime in 2021, but this is our interview from December 10th with Shal Guerrero. Oh my God. I'm so excited to be here guys. Thanks for having me. Now this is so cool. So like you don't have to give away your 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 exact GPS location, but are you in the San Antonio area at this moment? I sure am and I'm loving oh, it. You're loving it. Now I knew that because I saw you on Instagram. What a good per what okay, that sounded weird. That's not stalkerish. Is this a little stalkerish, Dan? Already. We're on a bad foot. No, no, no. She was at the Salvation <laughs> Army with our friend Thunder Rosa, hanging out. Yes. the community what a good person a better person than you and i yes I think, brandon so what do you oh okay gosh. you're gonna I, don't... I think so you're a good person i, I can i can just tell now shaw guerrero you're you had the chance to do something very special just a few days ago you returned to the ring for the first time in six years tell us how it felt to be back competing in the ring after so long oh my god absolutely i was like so nervous. I can't even tell you um, how nervous I was uh, just because, you know, I want to do a good job for everybody. I want to put everything on the line. And um, honestly, it was so magical. I was pleasantly surprised that I did as well as um, I did. I had amazing opponents and, um, and I got to wrestle today with Thunder Rosa, like privately and train a little bit. And honestly, I'm so glad to be back. I'm so glad the wrestling community has opened their arms to me and has been very positive about me coming back. Now, Shaw Guerrero, you know, I know you, you've, you've been very open about, like, you've had a lot of struggles in your life. You've, you've had to overcome things. And so during that time that you couldn't wrestle, that you, that you just, you know, because wrestlers, man, they need, they need to just be in that ring. And, and you miss it so much when you're not there. How did you keep yourself sane and, like, just alive while not being able to be in the ring like that? How, how, did, you, how did you just get through that pain and just have hope? Absolutely. Honestly, it's a, a lot about your support system, about having faith, um, you know, in whatever it is, the universe, God, whatever it is, and, and finding your joys in life. Honestly, I was at my lowest point when I wasn't entertaining people, whether it's wrestling or dance or whatever. Um, I was at my lowest point, and I finally, you know, accepted that I am an entertainer. I belong in front of an audience, just like all the rest of my family and once I found that out and started dancing and started finding, you know, who I really was as a person, that that's honestly what got me through. So slow burn, but but we're here now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, Sha. And I think, you know, you look at it, this this is Brandon, by the way. And whenever we talk about, you know, you mentioned having to find the joys in life and talking with family and stuff. Who was, who was the one person in your family that really pushed you? to make the jump back into professional wrestling and make the jump back into the in-ring action. Um, and, and, and why, why do you think them talking with you really helped get the ball rolling? You know, like I, I will say who my biggest supporter is and which is so hard. Like I, ha I do have a wonderful support system in my husband and in my mother um, and in my family. But honestly, man, it was me. Like I am doing this for me. I made the decision 100%. I was the one that, you know, like got reignited. And honestly, it was when I was at AEW announcing for, um, for their tag team tournament that I, you know, 
the Bug Baby 100% again. And I, you know, my husband and my mother and my sister, like just so many great people pushed me to be brave enough to take the plunge. And that's where we're here now. So I'm actually doing it now. <laughs> now, Saul Guerrero, you have shared, you've been very open about how being Eddie and Vicky's daughter is both a blessing and a curse. That's what you said. Your words, not mine. So why is being a Guerrero and being a third generation generation wrestler both a blessing and a curse? Well, I guess uh, we'll, we'll do we'll do the curse first. Um, honestly, that's a, those are big boots to fill. That's that's a large shadow, and you know, I I have a feeling I'm going to be struggling for a long time to be able to etch my own niche in the wrestling community and um you know and there is a lot of pressure you know a lot of doors open up for me which is part of the blessing aspect of it i get to wrestle amazing opponents right off the bat but at the same time you know people expect me to be eddie guerrero or vicky guerrero or my family right out the gate and i i still got a lot of learning to do and i hope that the wrestling fans and everybody can bear with me as i'm learning and getting comfortable out there and uh, you know, finding who I am, who Shaw Guerrero is, not Eddie or Vicky or Chavo Mondo Hector Gori. Um, I just <laughs> like that. You know, I'm, ju- I'm just trying to find my place. Yeah, and I think, you know, Shaw, you have two great friends over here, and myself and Dan, who are always going to be here to support you at ESPN San Antonio. We're big fans of not only Latinas in professional wrestling, but also professional wrestling as a whole. And I think what I want to get to is when it comes to competition, who are some of the female competitors around the world that you're focused in on, that you're looking at to either um, possibly have a match down the road, or you're just looking at technique and style that you really would love to, to mimic your style off of? Oh my God, that's that's so hard. It's like asking your favorite food or your favorite band. Um, uh, honestly, like I I feel very blessed to have Thunder Rosa as a mentor, and I can't wait to officially step in the ring with her one day at some kind of capacity. Um, I mean, there's so many competitors at AEW that I would really love to work with. Uh, I mean, Abaddon is seriously so cool, and you know, I really love ground and pound wrestlers. Um, Serena Deeb is someone I would really love to wrestle. Uh, God, there's so many. I can't even begin to tell you. Like, I want to go to Impact. I want to wrestle Taya Valkyrie, you know, and uh, Jessica Havoc. So the list can go on and on. Um, there's, I feel like I've been building a list for all these years I haven't been wrestling. And so hopefully now I can make those dreams a reality. All right. Speaking of Thunder Rosa, as far as I know, you will be at Mission Pro Wrestling on Friday night. Is that correct? Hell yeah, we are going to run it back at Mission Pro Wrestling at Buda, Texas. We're so excited. That's cool. And also, we can meet you if we want to. If you, if you follow her on Instagram, but you want to follow her in real life, you can. Uh, we can meet you this Saturday. Is that correct? Absolutely. At Rolling Oaks Mall um, in San Antonio, Texas. Come meet me. I swear I'm not as mean as people think I am. <laughs> I got to ask you about that. You know, and again, I, I know you're more than just Vicky and Eddie's daughter. However, and you know, Vicky, your mom has been on our show and she was a, she's a nice person, right, Brandon? She's a nice person. Yeah, lady. she was wonderful. However, I, I just imagine, imagine what's it like being a teenager, getting in trouble <laughs> and you come home, you, you, you've been out late, a little bit too late, longer than you're supposed to. And your mom is standing at the door and your mom is Vicky Guerrero. How does that, how does that work? 
you know what? I didn't get in too much trouble when I was a teenager for that particular reason. <laughs> because when I was young, I had the fear of God instilled in me real quick. When your dad's Eddie Guerrero and your mom's Vicky Guerrero, yeah, you, you learn how to get in line real quick. <laughs> Now, Shaw, we just have a couple more minutes uh, left with you. And you mentioned your husband earlier, and your husband uh, is better known to a lot of people as Aiden English. So how many times did you have to hear him practice singing Rusev Rusev around the house? Honestly, like, he just always had it in him, and I think he spared (laughs) me. Um, He he really tried to not do it when I was um, at the house, but uh, best believe, I know when he's doing a cameo or when he's doing a special request (laughs) for a fan, because his voice, he's just got a voice that carries, man, you know? (laughs) It's got to be terrible. I can imagine you wake up and you're like, you don't want to ask him what day it is. Is it Tuesday? Because you know he's going to start singing. It's it's Rusev Day, but... Oh my gosh, Shaw Guerrero, Absolutely. you know, this this went by so quick. We can talk to you for an hour. We definitely could. But if you need more Shaw Guerrero in your life, you want to see her in person, you got to go to Mission Pro Wrestling tomorrow nights at Pinball's Kingdom. Thunder Rosa's Mission Pro Wrestling, run it back. And here in San Antonio, you can meet her at the wrestling shop at Rolling Oaks Mall. That's going to be on Saturday. Shaw Guerrero, we definitely got to gotta have you back soon because there's so much we can talk to you about. I would absolutely love that. Thank you guys so much. You guys were awesome. All right. That was Shaw Guerrero from our December 10th show. Definitely fun, Brandon, in 2020 to uh, interview not one but two Guerreros this year. Yeah, absolutely. And I think when you look at Shaw Guerrero, she has a bright future, especially under the wing of Thunder Rosa, a San Antonio legend and a friend of the show. I think she's going to be absolutely incredible. Keep an eye out on not only the indie circuit, but AEW, WWE, NXT. I think this is going to be somebody we can definitely look back and create a long-lasting friendship for the show, but also you as wrestling fans get a peek behind the curtain at what's coming up next for the up-and-coming wrestlers that will be you know, hitting the big time here pretty soon. Now, Brandon, this is, our, of course, our special Down for the Count, looking back at our favorite yep. 2020 interviews. And, Brandon, after the break, we're going to go back to a very special, innocent time. A time just long ago. Do you remember like this time? Ago, do you remember this time called January? Whoa. Do you remember you and I in a studio together? And other coworkers in the radio station and people would come no talk masks. to you and you would talk to people like, like in person and you'd shake their hand, maybe give them a hug. And they weren't a threat to our survival, just being around other people back in January. Do you remember those days? Those, those days. Fond so days. long ago. And it seems like a long time ago, Brandon, but in January, on January 8th, we talked to mighty Molly Holly. Again, it really it feels weird because I don't feel like that's this year, but that was the beginning of this year. We talked to Molly Holly, and do you remember what happened a couple weeks later with Molly Holly so, after we talked to her? A little peek behind the curtain, Dan. Not only did we do this with Molly Holly, we did this with MVP weeks before that. Right. And both of them ended up in the Royal Rumble. Molly Holly seemed like a one-off, but she still was in the Royal Rumble. MVP now, the the Hurt Business or whatever it is, the Hurt Crew, <laughs> they're over here with almost every belt, and MVP is leading the charge. So we've said this before, Dan. If you come on this show, 
success is brought to you by a virtue of down for the count. I think so. So our interview next with Molly Holly. This is your special 2020 looking back at our favorite wrestling interviews show. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana. He is my tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. This is your wrestling show. Down for the counts on 1250 ESPN San Antonio, 94.5 FM, and on the go at ESPNSA.com slash wrestling. Brothers and sisters, as we enter into the new year, I, the Reverend Slick, have a vision. I have a vision of setting new goals for my life. And I have a vision of helping you, my brothers and sisters, to set new goals, goals that are realistic, goals that you can live by. And one of the major goals I want you to set in your life is to be all that you can be. But no, no, it doesn't end there for me. I have a major goal as I embark upon my mission of setting a light in the World Wrestling Federation. I have a goal to reach someone, anyone, that will hear my message of light. Happy New Year. It is Down for the Count, your ESPN San Antonio wrestling show. I'm Dangerous Dan Cialana, here with my tag team partner, Brandon Big Poppy Medina. Happy early New Year to all y'all. All y'all, we're, we're on a little later tonight than usual. usual. Usually we're here, Brandon, every Thursday night at 7 o'clock. On a little later tonight, no big deal. No yep. big deal. It's New Year's Eve. We can we can be up a little late. I can stay. I can hey, stay here. up till nine, nine o'clock. We're drinking a little bit of the bubbly, a little bit of the bubbly, and we're looking back at our favorite interviews from 2020. And Brandon, you and I were very lucky uh, to be able to talk to Molly Holly. And uh, shout outs to uh, Boom Boom Brandon Oliver for getting us uh, from yes. RCW River City Wrestling for getting us in contact with Molly Holly. She was a great person. I I, th- I think she's sweet as hell. I think I have a crush on her now, Brandon. You did, you did, and not only that, we mentioned her as a Hall of Famer, and I guess she's not, which she needs to be. We need to make that happen. She needs to be absolutely. Here is our January eighth, twenty twenty interview with future Hall of Famer, Mighty Molly Holly. Molly Holly, how are you doing? I'm doing good, thank you. So great to have you on. Thank you so much for taking the time for a couple of uh, San Antonians here over here at ESPN San Antonio. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. So let's just jump right in, Dan. I mean, we got to get right into this, right? So how has it been living life knowing you are a WWE Hall of Famer? Well, actually, I inducted uh, Ivory, who is a Hall of Famer, but I am not a Hall of Famer. What? 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 Blasphemous. No, you, no, that's not right. <laughs> that is not right. Well. I mean, maybe I will be someday, but no, I'm not yeah. yet in the Hall of Fame. Who I got to write to? Yeah, I think we got to call at WWE. Vince right com. I'm sure it's that easy. <laughs> yeah, I think so. <laughs> okay. Well, you know what? That's, that's a compliment to you that people assume that you're a Hall of Famer. That's awesome. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Tell us about how you you pitched the idea of doing a hair storyline to get into WrestleMania. Um, Yeah, I had uh, taken a picture of myself in like a bald cap. And um, I had written out a couple different storyline ideas. And so I had it together in a booklet and I presented it to the writing team and to Stephanie McMahon. And I 
said, this is what I would love to do to be a part of WrestleMania. I can get my head shaved, and this is what I would look like with no hair. And um, it turned out that they liked the idea. And they didn't go with my storyline ideas, but they liked the actual idea of me getting my head shaved, so they decided to go with it. Kids who were watching you and either loved you, hated you, grew up to now be the NXT superstars we see today. What do you think about the NXT women's transformation as it keeps going? You know, Rhea Ripley is now the champion. A lot of great stuff happening in NXT. What do you think about the younger women of this new generation? Well, I love that they have an opportunity to showcase their skills and that they're, I mean, when I started, everyone was saying to me, why would you even train to be a pro wrestler? Like there isn't a girls wrestling division. Like that's not even like a thing. There was just Sable and China and, you know, like they're, and so, but I just did it because I liked it. And so now that there's other girls who also like wrestling, they actually have a place to showcase their talents. And I'm just so glad that that exists. Absolutely. And I mean, you know, when we, uh, when we, when we said we were going to have you on the show, a lot of fans were of course, pouring out questions on our Twitter page and Facebook page. And one of the main questions we kept getting over and over, and since we're on the topic of speaking about the females in wrestling now, is there anybody that, like you said, in your prime now or never, because you can still go. We believe it. We're ready. We already, we're already calling you a hall of Famer. One more match. One, one more, more match. match. Exactly. Oh, no. So, <laughs> So if there if there was a possibility in a perfect world to make the fans like me and Dan happy, who would you want to face on the women's roster and why? Well, I don't know. So I, I'm going to say Charlotte perfect. because because um, so not only is like her moves and everything amazing, um, but she is she carries herself with like a star, you know? And so the thing I liked best when I was wrestling is when I wrestled someone like China or someone that was like a really big deal, it made the fans care more and made the match more fun. So since the fans, whether they love her or hate her, all have opinions about her and she has, she does. So I could do gymnastics stuff, but I'm five foot three. And when I see her do gymnastics type things, I'm just blown away. So I think if I could be in the ring with her and um, be a part of the fans caring so much and be able to do some like gymnastics type stuff together in the ring, I think it would be pretty cool. Do you at all talk to anybody from your time in WWE and WWF? Do you talk to anybody that you're close to and who is it? And why do you guys stay so close after all these years? Um, yes, Charles Robinson. Because if you want to win matches, you have to be friends with the referee. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there it is. Those brass knuckles. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah, Charles Robinson is definitely uh, one of my closest friends. And he was with me in WCW when I was just having tryout matches, making me feel at home, making me feel comfortable. And then he also got to referee a lot of my championship matches. And so, um, so he's someone who has been through it thick and thin. Um, and he's probably, I would say, my best friend in wrestling. Um, as far as other people that you might recognize, um, Sean Davari is another person I keep in touch with. Um, we traveled together. He wasn't old enough to rent a car when he first started <laughs> in the WWE, and we were both from Minnesota, so we became fast friends. Um, but the rest of the people, I just mostly see them at autograph signings here and there, um, and it's always just like picking right back up where we left off um, once we see each other. Thank you so much for taking the time. It's been an absolute pleasure. We love you. We're big fans, and we wish you nothing but the best. And, of course, 
that Hall of Fame is coming, coming soon. soon. Coming soon. Coming soon. She deserves it. Absolutely. You deserve thank it. You. Yes. Thank you thank so much for taking the time, Molly. We appreciate it. Have a wonderful evening and have a wonderful 2020. Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is Down for the Count on ESPN San Antonio. Why did I say San Antonio like that? You hear that? I was getting that Latina heat from Shaka. Man, Earl. you know, it's New Year's Eve. I'm not going to ask you. You know, you, you're, <laughs> hey, you're having a little bit of the libations. The, 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 the bubbly. A little bit of the bubbly. Flowing. You know what? Absolutely. If anyone deserves to be drunk on the air, it's everybody who works in radio. And everybody <laughs> who works, everybody who's alive right now. Yes, absolutely. Hey, listen, we're celebrating life. We're celebrating our favorite interviews from 2020. And Molly Holly was bringing the joy of the times before COVID, of course, yeah. back in January 8th. And what a year it's been for us, Dan, honestly. It's been a year. You know, I, I don't want to complain too much because we did, like, I mean, this tonight's show, we look back at all these great wrestlers we got to talk to last week as well for Christmas Eve. We, we, Look back at other wrestlers we got to talk to. You and I have been so blessed as wrestling fans to be associated with ESPN San Antonio this year and to talk to people that and meet people that we've never we would never be able to meet as just regular wrestling fans. So there is a lot of positive of this year. But Brandon, despite that, I have a special yes. message for 2020 that I've been special. waiting a long time. I'm gonna stand up here because I need to just let my Get emotions out. out. Get it all out. Hey, 2020. This is Dan Cialana and Brandon Big Poppy Medina talking to you. 2020. Oh, look at you. Oh, 2020. Oh, you're you're so tough, huh? Oh, you're so dangerous. Well, 2020, I want you to take your little year. Everything you brought us, all the pain, all the misery, all the hurts, and put it in a time capsule. Tighten that time capsule up real tight. Tighten it up. Shine it up real nice. In 2020, up. you can take your year, turn it sideways, and stick it straight up your candy ass. That's what I'm talking about. That's how you that's how you begin the year. And now because of you, 2020, I gotta sanitize this whole studio. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Oh, man. Good times. Listen, thank you guys, everybody that's listened to the show, everybody that's interacted with us on social media. You can follow us. I am at Big Poppy Brandon M. He is at Down for the Count. Dan for the Count. Yeah. And then you can follow us at DFTC Podcast. What a year. What a show. Dan, as always, man, love you, brother. Thank you so much for joining me in this wonderful adventure of uh, geeky wrestling fans on ESPN Radio. You know, you know, all, all seriousness, had a lot of fun this year. Looking forward to 2021. Definitely, uh, you know, enjoy doing the show with you, Brandon. Looking forward to what Down for the Count and the wrestling community brings to us in 2021. Yes, absolutely. With all that being said, thank you, guys. Have a happy New Year. And as always, that's the bottom line. Because down for the count. Said so. Said so.